Hi, I'm Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. And it's been a while. We're here with a special up, but we had to do it. Yeah, um, sorry for skipping um, the Punisher, not one week, but two weeks, guys. But you know what? SDCC was this weekend, and we gotta talk about it. Yeah, we... Everyone, no one really knew what Marvel was going to do at San Diego Comic-Con this year because obviously Endgame was out, Spider-Man Far From Home was out, Phase 3 was done. And they skipped last year because uh, the time between Infinity War and Endgame. So what were they going to do? And apparently they just did all of the things. I don't know anything else that happened at San Diego Comic-Con. I only know what Marvel did. Yeah, so I watched the panel today at work, um, you know, because I don't grade papers, apparently. I watch videos. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just literally an hour of like, hey, here's the cast of this movie. Hey, here's the cast of this movie. Here's the cast of this movie. And like each cast member maybe got like, one question and then they were immediately shuffled off the stage for the next like movie or tv show i know announcement wise and like in the grand scheme of things this panel was huge and important but as a panel Mm -hmm. alone it was like a messy coachella lineup kind of it was kind of messy it was kind of messy but um i don't know it was very strange. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it either because it didn't really give a lot of the like fans or the people in the audience or anyone, reporters, to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, hey. And like it was literally just an announcement that they could have done anywhere else. I, I guess I wish that they'd done this announcement somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then used San Diego Comic Con to actually get to know, yeah, the like cast and crew and what's gonna happen. You know, it felt like a press release when everything was it said was and a done press release. and the dust settled. I was like, oh, that was just a really large press release. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so what did they actually talk about? We're not gonna do an item by item rundown because it was a lot. Well, I just wanna okay. So we've got this article pulled up. I'm gonna just run down the the titles yeah we'll say if they're movies and or disney plus shows yeah yeah i mean if it's a tv show it's a disney plus show um we'll run down what they announced and then after that we'll talk about the things that we have emotions about Mm -hmm. um so based on this list black widow comes out may 1st 2020 finally (laughs) the falcon and the winter soldier fall 2020 doesn't have a specific date but that's a tv show that's going to be on disney plus the eternals november 6 2020 and i'm actually excited about that yeah uh shang chi and the legend of the ten rings february 12th 2021 wanda vision which is tv show disney plus spring 2021 Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, May 7th, 2021. Loki TV show, Disney Plus, Spring 2021. A lot of this is coming out in 2021. Mm-hmm. What If is a animated series on Disney Plus, 2021, again. Um, Hawkeye, Fall 2021, also a TV show on Disney Plus. 
Thor, Love and Thunder, November 5th, 2021. I'm excited for that one, too. <laughs> and uh, Blade. They didn't announce when it was coming out, but it's in there somewhere. And it's going to star Mahershala Ali. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Captain Marvel 2, I guess. They didn't really announce that. Oh, they didn't announce these last three in the panel, but um, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. Those last three, yeah, they didn't announce them, but we knew they were coming, so they just put them, like, Which, they are on the docket. Yeah. I mean, we knew a lot of these were coming. Mm-hmm. They just announced some of them and not others. Yeah. Um, so I want to get one of them out of the way really quickly because I'm really excited about this. Um... I have no idea what the Eternals are. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But I'm super excited because there's a deaf character played by a deaf actress, and I'm so pumped. Oh, nice. I'd heard yeah, about it. That... I'd like I'd heard this movie was in production, but I've never heard of anything about these characters, this franchise, the story. Well, the the basic rundown is that they're like an alien race who I don't know are ancient i have no idea i really don't but the the cast is kind of insane this cast is stacked yeah richard madden is in it he and he's from game of thrones um although he spoiler alert died kind of early on in the series um we've got the got the the what's the deaf actress's name i know her face because (laughs) she's in um she uh starred in the like re run they they recently did um children of a lesser god again on broadway and she was Mm. playing the main character that was like marley matlin's character in the original Mm -hmm. um i I think it's lauren ridloff i think Mm -hmm. lauren ridloff is her okay um and i just when i like i feel like when she came out i like recognized her but i didn't know who she was and then all of a sudden because the way that this whole thing was set up was that it was just like they came out and he asked everyone one question and then they like shuffled <laughs> on off um her question was how does it feel to play the first deaf like marvel character on oh. like in M- in the MCU and then she started signing and i was like oh oh, oh what <laughs> like I started freaking out. Wait, they they asked her the question. They didn't a- ask in sign language. Oh, she had an interpreter. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, but also like Kumail uh, Nanjani's in this, and yeah. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie was the one that caught me by surprise because I feel like there's some people who like I'm sure yes they love the craft and the art and they want to have fun. Um, this might, I don't know, this is the same reaction people had when people, when Kate Blanchett was in Ragnarok, but Angelina Jolie was just so out of left field. I was just like, are you doing this for the franchise? You can't be doing this for the money. Why I are mean, you doing I this? Angelina Jolie is an action star. She is. I think we all forget that. Like, yeah, it was Brad Pitt and her who were in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. She was, um... Laura Croft. It wasn't she, like, yeah, she was Laura Croft. Yeah. She was in that weird movie with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, it's not that tourist, I don't think she like, could do the action that Marvel MCU superhero movies require. It's that I didn't think she wanted to. That makes sense? I guess. So this one know. was a weird one. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek's in it, too. Yeah. 
I, I think seeing this cast, in a way, I don't hate it. I like how interesting and diverse it is, but I think I hate it for being so star-studded. It's so many stars. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the charm from the original MCU, like the from phase one, was it was a lot of people that no one really knew. Mm-hmm. And f- now in phase four, clearly a lot of big named like actors want to get in on it, and that mm-hmm. like this is what's happening now. And I I don't know. I'm not. I get like I'm not mad. Like I think all of, I think there's still a lot of actors in it that like a lot of people don't know. Like I don't know who Leah McHugh is. Mm-hmm. That that honestly might be the little girl. <laughs> so that would make sense. Right. Um, Brian. Tyree, I don't know who that is. Um, and I I guess Don Lee is a really famous guy in South Korea, but I don't know who he is either. So mm-hmm. apparently he was in Train to Busan. Oh, okay. Like he was the main character in Train to Busan, but that's like the only thing that a Western audience would know him from. Right. Yeah, it definitely, it feels like phase four is a continuation of either old hits that like we are excited about, but it's also... A lot of new big star power and one of the things that we loved about original MCU is perfect Marvel casting and it feels like I'm sure I'm sure this is great Marvel casting but how what's what's lost for going for big names yeah I don't know I mean I'm not gonna judge it until I see it because I really do think that these actors are going to do their best with it. Because, you know, sometimes the, the like, big-name actors, they surprise you. Yeah. Um, like, for example, not so much big-name, but, for example, um, in DC's Legend of Legends of Tomorrow, it's a TV show. Um, in the first season, they cast the two main guys from Prison Break. Mm. And, you know, they were pretty much well-regarded as, like really really good actors prison break was a really really good show and then you saw them on this show and it was like goofy and they were playing literally like two criminals named frost like frostbite and heat wave (laughs) so like literally in in um uh, like interviews they would both just be talking about how like cheesy and like fun and ridiculous it is mm-hmm. but they they bring well Wentworth Miller got killed off in the first season but um, like the guy now Dominic Purcell or something he brings like what, some of the best performances of the show right 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 like and it's like that that's what I'm kind of hoping from this you know right like they they are going to take it seriously because they know the fans take it seriously. Yeah. And yeah, I don't doubt any of these actors are going to do a bad job. It's just this is going to be weird. November yeah. 6th, 2020 is going to be weird. When yeah. I see the first yeah. trailer, I'll probably like it more. Yeah, I know. Next, I kind of want to talk about Black Widow, but just you know, what? I'm just going to be brief about this. I'm excited for it because they have an amazing cast mm-hmm. and by amazing cast I mean Rachel Wise is in it and I love her because we stand a gay icon 
Oh, Literally okay. at some point in in the like in her little announcement, she was like talking about how mm-hmm. much she loved working on a set with women and how she loved working with the women, and she was like, on oh, all these great w- female characters and blah 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 blah. And then she like took a pause and was like, I like men too. And I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, like what? An icon. She just said that to say that to be like, mm, yeah. And I guess I like men too. I like the yeah. guys too. Oh, that's so cool. It was so funny and I loved it so much. Um, and I do stand <laughs> David Harbour. I love David Harbour. Like, he's great. And right. I can't wait to see his performance as, like, Alexei, who I don't know who that is, but I'm <laughs> excited for it because I love David Harbour. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just guess I shouldn't have to reiterate this, but I'm mad that it's coming out in 2020 and not 2010. Yeah. Yeah, this is a long, long time to keep the Black Widow movie on the back burner because we'd been promised this nearly a decade ago. Yep. This is coming out May 1st, 2020 is a decade after we said we were told there was going to be a Black Widow movie. Ooh, and also, I'm not a huge that. fan of I mean 2010, I feel like I don't remember it wasn't being that announced. roughly around the, Oh, okay. I, don't, I think it was around the time where it was when people were starting to gear up and be like, give us a Black Widow movie. Yeah. But not so much Maybe, that Marvel okay. Studios getting... was like, hey, let's do it. Yeah. Well, I was getting really confused. I'm losing. Anyways, whenever Avengers came out, it was after Avengers. That was when it was announced Black Widow was getting her movie. But Avengers came out 2012. Yeah. Anyways. Well, well um, I said 2010, which is probably why you got your wires crossed. That makes sense. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, I don't like the setting of Black Widow. The the movie, it's taking place in the five years between Infinity War and Endgame, which uh, is fine yeah. and stuff like that. But I wish the Black Widow movie was an origin was, story. Because it was an origin story or it was the Budapest incident. That's what we'd mostly been led to believe that her movie was going to be those two things combined. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> her origin story at Budapest. I don't necessarily... I kind of understand why fine. they don't want to do an origin story. Because mm. I guess with an origin story, they might need to recast. Like, mm-hmm. for someone a little bit younger. But at the mm-hmm. same time... And I think they also are probably saying, like, who needs a Black Widow, like, um, origin story. Like, she's very well established already. Like, know. that's, yeah. you know, like, it's not necessary to go all the way back like that at this point. But I still think, like, I don't know, listen to your fans. Your fans want an origin story. Make a really, really good origin story. Yeah. It could also, someday, if you now have this Disney Plus TV show stuff, could it still happen? Maybe ScarJo will finally be released from her contract, and then they can go do a Black Widow origin story with another actress, you know? Yeah. Something. But I, I am excited for the Black Widow movie, now this this change of plot i guess change of plot to me will be interesting Mm -hmm. it's just not what i was expecting yeah um yeah oh plot twist lily guess what Hmm. i'm excited for doctor strange i am so confused by doctor strange i wanda's in it it's 
I haven't seen Far From Home yet. I, I've been way too busy. Um, and I, But I do know that, like, the big plot twist is that it introduces multiverses to the MCU. That's, like, Phase 4's hallmark is the multiverse. Um, Sabrina's giving me a face. I'll just... I'll watch the movie. Actually, I'm watching it in a well, week. Well, I'm, I'm only giving this... I'm going to go I, an I, entire I, month I, without I seeing this movie. I can't because you haven't seen it. Like, you're going to understand why I'm giving you the face once you watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it. Um, but so I'm so confused by this upcoming Doctor Strange movie. Well, so what they said, the the director came out and said that for Doctor Strange, it's gonna be a lot darker, and it's kind of kind of got. Mm-hmm. Bleh, 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 bleh. It's kind of gonna be like a horror movie. Fascinating. That's gonna be. That's weird. why I'm excited. I'm excited to see this tone yeah. shift and. Um, Mm-hmm. I Kevin Feige made a weird joke about how like oh you can't have the best wizard without having the best witch and then Elizabeth Olsen came back on oh. stage <laughs> that was their best transition yeah basically to introduce that she's also in the movie um, I'm not I'm actually like mm-hmm. excited to see the two of them together because I feel like their powers mm-hmm. are complementary um, yeah that makes sense so I'm not mad like it makes sense that she would be in this movie and, um, I mean, I don't know much about, like, what it's going to be about. I just know that the two of them are in it together and that there is mm-hmm. going to be kind of like a horror-type tone. And Benedict Cumberbatch was like, we're going to try and keep the humor from the first one, um, but we're also trying to break him a little bit. Because, like, you know, from what mm-hmm. we saw of him in Avengers and in Thor, and, like, he was kind of, like, the leader and I was kind of mad that he said that. I was like, yeah. the leader. <laughs> yeah, he's not the leader of much, but he's, you know, he's very authoritative. Yeah. Um, he's very in control. Yeah, he's, he was very authoritative, and he had, like, the, the weight behind that to back it up, you know? And mm-hmm. he was like, we're kind of just going to, like, break that down a little bit. We're going to, like, break him a little bit in this one. Um, Good. That's what was missing. Yeah. I guess you can argue that he did get broken in the first one, but I don't care. The reason he was broken Not, was like selfish and I hated it, so Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best origin no. story. Anyways, we've talked about it. We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, go like, listen so to I'm our s- Doctor Strange episode. I'm curious about the second Doctor Strange. I am too. I'm like but I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be interesting. I, I hope they stick mm-hmm. to this like dark horror aspect. Yeah, it'll definitely depend on the the story yeah. and the director because like I could see Blade being kind of horror dark, mm-hmm. but like we all know Ragnarok or not Ragnarok. I keep thinking Thor. We know Thor four is not going to be that way at all. It's going to be completely well, different. Taika Waititi is still different. directing it, so I'm excited. Don't shift. I. How much did they shell out to Taika Waititi to get him back? Because none of the original Avengers have a fourth movie except for Thor now. Well, I feel like it makes sense that Thor is the only one to get a fourth. Really? I mean, he's... Well, you know, Hawkeye... Not Hawkeye. The Hulk never even got a second movie. And there's only three that really have trilogies, if you really think about it. It's just Iron Man, Cap, and Thor. And I think if they want to maintain any semblance of continuity 
from phase one, they needed to keep one. You know, that doesn't mean. Oh, okay. That then doesn't that mean sense. that Thor is eventually going to leave. That like the MCU that Chris Hemsworth won't retire, but I think right. at this point enough characters were introduced in um, phase two and phase three that it won't feel so like disjointed or forgotten. You know, right? So I. Th- but I think it makes sense that the the one that's like you know an a demigod would still mm-hmm. be around. Yeah, it does because yeah, he's talked about how you know his lifespan goes on forever and so forth. And this one's a big deal because not one, not only is Taika Waititi coming back, which is that's great on its own. Tessa Thompson is now officially like she's gonna be queer. She's gonna be out. She's king of Asgard, queen of Asgard, and she's out. And this is great. And then also the big, the other one, huge announcement that I was not, I was really surprised by, and I'm like, I guess I'm for it. Natalie Portman's returning. I'm so for it. I am so for it. You know your girl stands Jane Foster. I love her. That's true, that's true. I think she's the best thing that happened in the first two movies. I'm so excited Mm -hmm. that she's coming back. And not only is she coming back, she's coming back to wield the hammer and become the mighty Thor. That I did not see coming. I'm excited for that. I It's going to be amazing. Pumped. So I see, like, yeah, speaking of Chris Hemsworth is retiring, he's retiring in this movie. That, yeah. Clearly. I, I think that's what's happening. I think that's what's happening is that yeah. he's, something's going to happen to him and it's going to be like, like, there's going to be this big scene where Thor's dying, <laughs> Jane's crying, the hammer is flying <laughs> into Jane's hand. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And she's going to pick amazing. up the mantle for him. Mm-hmm. Which, and it's going to be the hammer. It's not going to be the axe, right? I, it would it have to be, be the hammer. hammer. I Anyways. think it would have to be the hammer. Also, I have to correct something from what I said in our, like, endgame bonus episode about how, like, I was like, well, how did he, why did, how did Captain America wield lightning? I, I since went on, like, Reddit and stuff, and I was like, let me see, like, is it actually a thing? And yeah, it is. Anyone who holds the hammer has all the powers of Thor. So they can also oh. wield lightning. That makes sense. Because I knew it was from the hammer. I didn't realize that it's the that was also part of it. Anyways. But I had to just, like, you know, um, check that. I am also excited that, like, finally, um, Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie, is able to, like, openly say out like i am bisexual and it's not like oh it was something that was in the movie and then we cut it and so it's not like completely clear and that it might be like actually more open in this one but like you know just like it only took to 2021 listen to the end game recap i go off right don't i go off in that one Mm -hmm. where i i go off about how like stupid it is and like here's the thing taika waititi i'm gonna do this again taika waititi and ryan coogler both fought to have queer women in their movies and marvel cut it out like they were like absolutely not Mm -hmm. they were like forced not to and those two men fought really really hard to make sure that there were women like queer women in their movies and marvel was like no Mm -hmm. and then in endgame they have this one throwaway line about how this one guy went on a date and actually in a lot of countries they like changed that scene 
to make it sound not gay. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. This is just a long time coming, and it still makes me mad. Like, as a queer person, makes me mad. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's ridiculous that it's still... Yeah, it's announced, and it's out, and she's great. But this movie's not coming out until 2021. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, we do still have to wait to see actually open out Valkyrie. Yeah. It's very annoying. <laughs> not in any of these other movies that they've announced since then. And maybe before, like, from twenty the 2020 slate on, they'll have other... I don't want to say throwaway, throwaway lines, but yeah, throwaway lines of in other small side characters but we're not going to see an officially queer bisexual king ruler queen character until november 5th 2021 yeah it's when she's already been introduced when did ragnarok come out i don't know like two years ago or something right yeah she's already been introduced and she wasn't allowed to be out or wasn't couldn't they couldn't it. like make it canon because they cut the only scene that made it canon Right. But very excited for Thor 4. Yeah, I'm so pumped. Like, I know I should be pumped for Valkyrie. I love Tessa Thompson. I'm I'm excited for that. But I'm more excited about Jane. That was such a twist. I thought she was done with the MCU. Okay. In a recent, not a recent, I don't know. I was reading an interview with her and she was like, I never said I wanted to leave. Oh. She she was it was never hmm. her decision. They just didn't bring her back. That's too, too bad. Because I assumed like you know it's also she's Natalie Portman. She's busy. She's doing other things. Yeah. So I just figured it was a schedule but thing. No. And then she just like then the train just. But left. no, she literally was like, no, I just never got called back, and I really do like those movies, and maybe they just didn't think I had it for doing these Marvel movies. Oh. And she said that she was like, I have a lot of respect for them, and I have a lot of respect for what Chris mm. does, like. And it's a challenge to do because you're doing so much green screen that you have to act in a way that, like, is mm-hmm. different because you have to imagine these things in your mind before you ever can actually see them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, she was up for the challenge and she was up for it, but I guess the whoever was making the movies or writing the scripts and maybe Kevin Feige was like, nope, don't like you anymore. Which is, you know, it's too bad. I have heard an assumption. I don't know what Kevin Feige thought about her. Yeah. But like maybe it was Kevin Feige who was like, I don't like Natalie Portman anymore, so let's not put her in the movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she's back. I don't know who's in charge now. Well, I mean, Kevin Feige is still in charge. This is the whole thing. I've also heard that um, Kevin Feige, as the executive producer, uh, would butt heads with the president of Marvel mm-hmm. or whoever was in charge of um, like the you know this not the MCU but specifically the movies of Kevin Feige would want these things and then the Marvel the president would be like no and then now that he is president of Marvel he, this is like he just like opened the gates of like this is what we've built this is what it's been leading up to let's a go a lot of the things that were announced like the new things that were announced um, that he was saying like you know we've wanted to do this for a really long time we just didn't mm-hmm. have it like we couldn't do it like we've been thinking about this for like 10 years I think Eternals was one of them like we've been thinking about doing this for like 10 years yeah um, it was uh, that was from a Twitter thread that I saw because someone was like why is all the diver- diversity only happening happening now and someone responded with it's because the president left Kevin Feige's in charge 
And I'm sure Kevin Feige also has, you know. Why does Kevin Feige whatever make things, me, but like, like, cringe? Like, what is it about him that when I see his face, I'm like, ugh. Like, I, I know, know I should I respect him like. for, like, doing all of this stuff for us. But at the same time, when I see him, I'm just like, ugh. Did he do something? I don't something? think he did anything. I, I really, I really don't know. Maybe I'm just putting, yeah. maybe I'm just putting all the negative emotions that I feel about Marvel onto him unjustly. I mean, that's probably that's fair because when you're a name that attached to a franchise, you're going to get all of the feelings. Yeah, I just maybe it's like I always just thought that he was responsible for those decisions, and I mm-hmm. like which he, he is. He is responsible for a majority of those decisions. But if that mm-hmm. Twitter thread that you read is true, like, yeah. it was like... Not saying he's, like, the lone champion no, and no, he no, alone will, not. like, do everything. It's like he has his own problems, but a lot of what we're seeing now is because there was a power shift at the yeah. top. And there was fan response. So all of these things played yeah. together to create yeah. Phase 4. Um. Yeah, but, you know, I'm excited for Thor and Love and Thunder. Um, I'm mm-hmm. also very interested in this animated series that they're doing, What If. The What Ifs? That sounds cool. That sounds Yeah, fun. they're going to, like, play around with the timeline, and apparently a lot of the, the actors are going to be the voice actors for their characters. Um, they, like, mm-hmm. put up, a, a like, a screen of all the, the actors who are going to be voicing their own characters. And I I oh. know, I knew he wasn't going to be there, but I was like, Robert, 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 where are you? RDJ, RDJ, oh. where are you? He wasn't yeah. there, clearly. But That would be, like, the cameo of cameos, though. Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to see, did they show what the animation style is going to be like? Because that will make um, or break a, an animated series. If they series. did, they didn't. It wasn't in the, like, thing that I saw. Because it was doing that okay. thing where anything that they showed got cut. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how much it's actually, like, being shown yet, at least, with um, with What If. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I've seen some ugly animation that, like, is still popular. Like, Bob's Burgers is not cute animation. But it's a really wildly popular yeah. show. But it has to fit with the tone of the show, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Like, I can't imagine it being any different from, like, typical animated superhero shows. That's you know, like Young Justice, like, the Justice Assemble. Yeah, stuff like that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Maybe, like, Teen Titans. My heart. Yeah, something show. like that. Just, like, good... It can't be too comic booky or children, child not childish, childish, um, just because it's on Disney Plus, you know. Like I'm, I'm hoping for Teen Titans, but I don't want to get Teen Titans Go, you know. Ooh, yeah, that's the the dissonant, the like animated dissonance I'm worried about. Yeah, I don't know. I get. I don't know. I just think, like, nothing can be as bad as the transition from Teen Titans to Teen Titans Go. But those are very mm-hmm. specific circumstances. Like, right. I yeah. really, yeah. really doubt that Marvel would go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I doubt it. It doesn't seem yeah. like it. I bet if they have Peggy Carter, though, Haley Atwell will totally be her voice. She said she was coming, or she she said it was, it's been confirmed that she's listed as a cast voice. Yes. I love her. Yeah. She's my I fave. I really love her. She's so great. She's my fave. What a, yeah. what a great secret keeper, too. I love her. I'm sorry. I just, I, I know that I said that my new love is, um, is Denai Guerrera and Okoye, but like, she's got mm-hmm. a special place in my heart for always. Like, I. Always. Yeah, of course. I, I think like, I, I have thought often about what a Peggy Carter tattoo would look like, but all it's always Ooh, like the red yeah, fedora yeah. and I don't like that. Or it's like text and I don't really want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. text. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. If anyone's listening and is an artist and wants to do this for free and commission to, like, give me a design of a Peggy Carter tattoo, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like there's nothing else really on the list that I'm, like, so, I so want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I am excited for Captain Marvel 2. I'm not so excited about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I don't really care. Um, I'm excited for Black Panther. Is Thor going to be in that? That's all the thing I only want to know. I have know. no idea. Maybe. I, I, who right? knows? Um, well, I don't, I don't know. And I I think Blade is also like, oh, Mahershala Ali. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I just didn't expect such a huge name for right? that. Right. Also, I like in the story um, that he called Marvel. He won an Oscar and he's like, I want in. I want to be Blade. And they, they're they doing it. So, again, I know I like nothing that. about this franchise, like but I'm looking for, I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that part of the story, yeah. but I just don't care about. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Like, I, like we said before, like, these big stars in the movies kind of feel a little distant from what phase one was like. Yeah. Even though technically Mahershala Ali is already MCU canon. He's in Luke Cage. Oh my god. Right? Like, there's not a lot of them, but there's, maybe it's just him. But I feel like there's one or two Netflix actors in the MCU now. Oh. Maybe it's just him. It's just him. Oh my god. Okay, I, I didn't even second. think about but, that. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him as Blade. Wow, they that just goes to show you how much they don't care about the Netflix shows. Yeah. Because if we were really, really getting into this, there are at least... There's one, actually. There's If I had to, my dream cast, there's one Netflix actor that I want in Shang-Chi and The Legend of Ten Rings, and that's Elodie Young. I want, not Elektra, but I want her in this movie. I don't, because Aquafina hasn't been announced what role she is in the movie. And, like, I don't, she could be a fine leading action star slash love interest. But actually, though, I want Elodie Young. <laughs> Yeah, she is incredible. She's so good. She's done all of the fight training. Um, and I mean, you know, Aquafina has until 2021, but because we don't know what her role is yet, I'm 
leaving the actual open space of second of like you know female lead and if I had my way it would either be Elodie Young or Jessica Jessica Henwick is it Elodie or is it Elodie oh I I said it phonetically yeah but I think that name is Elodie Um, it's however you say it in French oh yeah French um yeah I mean, there's only two actors announced for that movie. We don't know a lot yet. Three. Oh, who's the third? We got Simu Liu, we got Aquafina, and we got Tony Lung, who is, um, I'm not as familiar, but he is a legend in, like, Asian, Asian American cinema. Okay. I've seen a bunch of threads about, like, y'all young kids don't know, but this is a huge get for him and for the MCU. Like, this means a lot. I'm like, oh, cool. Respect. Okay. Lily, I'm going to ask the question. What's the big deal yeah. about Simu Liu? Okay, so Simu Liu, he's a, he's a nice guy. I have friends who know him as a person and as a friend, and he's a great guy. He's in, he's Canadian. He's Canadian-Chinese. Most people know him now for Kim's Convenience, the sitcom on Netflix. Um, or at least in the States, it's on Netflix. In Canada, you can just watch it. <laughs> and again, totally decent person apparently he has some martial arts training and he's gonna be great i'm excited but i'm also not because him as like and i'm using air quotes actor activist he's one of those dudes who's like beginning and ending to his activism is just asian male representation he cares about female representation but he only really cares about asian male representation and like that that's all he got that that's it that's the beginning that's his i think his whole personality at this point and so would you rather he just like not be an activist at all no it's not that it's just every time he's he tries to get on a soapbox or speak about something somewhat important it's just this and that's great but he has a platform now and especially now especially now that he's an mcu actor leading mcu actor he could talk about so many other things that the community has issues with not even just in the states but like i'm sure there's a lot of stuff going down in canada that he could talk about Mm -hmm. or like things like that and it's just also it gets annoying because look this dude up he is a good looking guy he's very handsome he's got he's like he's symmetrical he has abs like good looking dude he's fine in life but also he's one of those east asian pretty boys who's just like i've never saw myself as sexy asian men are sick like that's all he goes on and it's just like bro you're fine like you look good calm down (laughs) move on that's mainly my big issue with Simu Liu, is just move on. Okay. <laughs> and he, he can't, and he won't. I'm, okay, I shouldn't say he won't, but he hasn't. And I he, mean, that's why, that's my beef with Simu Liu. And maybe now he will start branching out. And I get, like, it's not safe to be political in a, in a career like this. Especially but... when you're, I think, an actor of color who doesn't, get a lot of breaks in the first place yeah no and i i don't begrudge him for playing it safe i more begrudge him for thinking he's being edgy when he's playing it safe yeah and it's just tiring um 
I mean, I guess in that in that respect, Ali Wong has done more to like portray the Asian man as sexy than he probably has. Yeah. Ali Wong has been great at it and things like that. Like I just <sighs> I have a lot of thoughts about Simu Lu. He's a great guy. And if I meet him, I would, you know, I would love to meet him someday and I wouldn't tell them this to his face. But if I had a chance to sit down and be like, Simu, Simu Lu, do you know, here's my beef with you. Do you know that he walked onto the panel and just started speaking Chinese? Of course he did. <laughs> like, that's, I'm, that's great, but I'm also rolling my eyes. Did, oh, actually, you know what he should have done if he was really as edgy as he thought he was? He should have looked Scarlett Johansson straight in the soul windows and just said something. They they never they smart never shared a they were not on stage together. They did like well, then at you the should have very, said something about Scarjo. They did at the very 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 end. Um but that was just like to take a group photo and also be like, "Oh, and by the way, here's Mahershala Ali as Blade." And then it was done. Oh, yeah. I just if he was really as edgy as he thought he would, he would have said something either about Scarlett Johansson or Tilda Swinton. Yo, did you see that guy who commented on our uh, on our tweet about that? Yeah, I did. We should, like, we don't even have to make a statement. But just, again, once more, for the record, I like, I'll speak for myself, I like Scarlett Johansson, beginning and Black Widow. I really don't really like her outside of the MCU. <laughs> well, the- and I, obviously neither of us agree with her her comments. About being able to portray whoever she no, wants. No, no, um, Yeah, because I, uh, I had seen that and I was like, you know what? I'm going to tweet about this um, from our account. Mm-hmm. So I sent out those tweets um, and I knew that you'd be on board with it because we've had that discussion before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some guy, well, first somebody responded and was like, you're the reason why, like, humanity sucks or something like that and i was like all right like calm down dude and then um like a few days ago we got something that was like i honestly didn't see it for a little while i don't know why i didn't get the notification but i didn't and i'm kind of glad i didn't it was like Mm. um i don't understand what's the problem she's not actually hurting anyone right and i was like i left it alone yeah i did (laughs) i was just not engaging i did too but I kind of don't want to not talk about it. <laughs> Just because yeah. I know that people think this, but like representation does matter. And even though like it's not like the most important social issue, it's still an important social issue. Like just because that's like the box that I stand on doesn't mean I don't care about the other things that are happening that affect real actual lives. But th- right, this affects real actual lives too in its own way. Like, especially, it, it affects real actual lives in the sense that, like, she's taking away opportunities from people who could play those characters. Yeah, that's that's the core of the issue. She's taking uh, opportunities, money further opportunities away from trans actors from asian actors from what is it trees now yeah i, I guess think that's trees. the meme <laughs> oh my god right? i feel and like cats would have really been the is. perfect movie for her right so it really is like because there are so few 
Scarlett Johansson was, I think, I don't remember what year it was. She was the top paid actress um, recently. Like, this isn't decades ago. Yeah. This was recently. So she's fine. She doesn't need to be looking or scrounging for big roles. Or interesting Trans actors roles. do. Like, yeah, or interesting roles. Or even just roles that tell a genuine story about a trans or POC experience. Because, like, she's fine. But the good, interesting stories that aren't tokenizing or stereotyping POC and trans and queer actors, those are rare to come by. So it's more rare whenever it's actually told by someone who has that lived experience. Yeah. And, like, when I saw that, I I really did itch to respond. But, you know, to, mm. what what is it, 240? Whatever, 260? 260 characters yeah. is not enough to talk about it, and I'm not the type of person right. that will literally sit down and create a thread. Um, right. So there's just, like, a lot to it. Like, she she is, in a very real sense, taking away an opportunity from an actor who is actually mm-hmm. in the community that she's representing. Um, mm-hmm. She's also taking away... Um, real representation for people in that community to be able to look at themselves on a screen and, um, you know, see themselves in whatever mm-hmm. role that she would be playing. Um, it's in it's that like, role in that job, just like being an actor, being a a director or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. and it's it's it kind of goes back to that story of um, I think Whoopi Goldberg um, watching Star Trek and. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember that actress's name, but watching the black actress actress in Star Trek, like the original, the one in the sixties, right? Sixties. Yeah. And yeah. and Whoopi Goldberg being like, I knew that I could do what I right. do because I saw you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. very true that to stuff all happens. Of that stuff. Yeah, that happens all the time. Or even just watch Kate McKinnon go on uh, Ellen for the first time and Ellen. see how, like, she yeah. breaks, almost breaks down, like, talking to her, being like, you are, like, an inspiration. Like, you, representation mm-hmm. and seeing yourself matters. Like, it's it's harmful yeah. to the community when you play characters who you do not identify as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and even is more real. so harm even more so when it's a man playing a trans woman uh, like a cis Mm -hmm. man playing a trans woman even more so because that adds to the idea that trans women are not actually women and that Mm -hmm. um, a trans woman is lying to a man that she wants to be with and that she's Mm -hmm. actually a man and trying to trick the man into sleeping with a man which is not true right Right, right. Which is just not true and very dangerous because this is how trans women die. Mm -hmm. And if anyone wants to argue with me that trans women don't die because, like, men find out that they're trans, um, hello, there are, like, trans women, especially trans women of color, die all the time because of this. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. If you want receipts, go look them up. Yeah, it's, it's really not hard. Uh, Just look at Laverne yeah. Cox's Twitter. Truly. All right. That's my rant. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, that's 
that was mostly the MCU panel. I'm in theory, I am looking forward to this just because I am invested in this franchise, these characters, and all of this. But also, I'm already tired. I have until May 1st, 2020 to get excited again, but I am pre-burnt out. I'm I mean, looking I at this think, timeline, and I'm just like, thing, what though? is this? Like, that it's gonna be a little while before they come out, you know? Yeah, it'll be a good break time yeah and i think you know you know what i think adds to the fatigue Hmm. personally i think personally what adds to this fatigue is that um i I know that we both watch things in other genres but i think Mm -hmm. it adds to the fatigue that this is a main thing that we watch right that it's like clearly we're invested clearly i'm gonna go see these movies and like and try and watch the tv shows even though disney plus is stupid um Mm -hmm. but i think like there needs to be like a step back every once in a while yeah where it's not like oh i have to see it at exactly midnight the day that it comes out or anything like that Mm -hmm. like you can still pick and choose you know which ones you want to see and maybe because we're doing this podcast now it's kind of part of our quote-unquote job because we don't get paid um to you know go and see them but like i don't know i don't know i think a lot of it I, i think a lot of my fatigue comes from the fact that when I go to the movies, I'm usually seeing a Marvel movie, and I'm not seeing like mm-hmm. the new comedy or this or that or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us who feel that fatigue just kind of need to go see something else. Yeah, I've seen a lot of other things of just like pop culture is homework now, and it's not just Marvel, but I mean now it is a lot of it's Marvel, but. Um, like, did you listen to this new album? Did you see, have you been watching this show? Things mm-hmm. like that. And it's just, it's gone from the part, from the point of things as either fun or things as art to things as homework. But also on the other end of that spectrum where I'm saying like, oh, maybe you should watch something else. I think that we all need to step back from pop culture and just realize that we're all never going to know all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you personally, yeah. like personally, I'm I love like I th- I think Beyonce is like someone to respect, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't listen to her music, you know, like I'm, yeah, I'm not same. someone who's like going to go rush to listen to her music just because like she's mm-hmm. popular or just because she's like a queen. Like, yeah, I watched her homecoming documentary, but I definitely didn't feel as emotional as it would for people who are actually fans of her. Um, right, that makes sense. And, like, I, I like, sort of subtweeted about this recently. Like, I've known about Lizzo for a really long time. And just because she's popular mm. now doesn't mean I'm going to start listening to her. Right, yeah. Like, there is a lot of things that, like, pop culture can be homework. Mm-hmm. But only if you make it that way. Right? Like, there are a lot of things that I've skipped out on that I'm fine with. Like, I skipped the entirety of Game of Thrones, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Like, 
pick and choose things that you actually want to invest yourself in. Yeah, the only reason I ever watched Game of Thrones is because I watched it from, like, season two. Like, I watched it early on, but I can't imagine, Mm -hmm. like, now, like, if someone... I can't imagine watching it now. Like, if I'd never seen it before, I can't imagine someone being like, you should watch Game of Thrones. And it's like, if I haven't watched it, like, when it came out in 2010, you think I'm going to watch it now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, a word to the wise... We do this podcast and we watch these movies and watch these TV shows because we love them. And yeah, we do feel the burnout too because it is a lot Mm -hmm. that comes out all at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I think what helps me in that sense is that, you know, I'm not like constantly rewatching, although I kind of, I have been recently because for the last year we've been recapping stuff I'd already seen. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, it's not like a constant rewatch. It's like, I watch the things that I want to watch when I don't have to watch Marvel, you know? And and on top of that, I don't stress out about knowing every little, like, pop culture reference. Mm -hmm. Because it's never going to happen. In the environment that we live in today, there's so much happening. Peak TV. All at once. Peak podcast peak peak media i think it someone like yeah. i don't remember who or but it was like we're at peak content and i'm like this is nuts and i mean true. i don't necessarily think that's true i think humanity always has a way of topping itself like you know and there's always oh yeah maybe always peak like was the wrong and, word ebbs and yeah. flows yeah i but that's like yeah, I, yeah. I think i saw you retweet one of these articles or someone retweet one of these articles mm-hmm. about like being at peak whatever um mm-hmm. you know this stuff ebbs and flows. Like, right now it feels like we're at a peak, and then maybe in a couple of years it's going to be like, uh, and then, like, a couple of years from that it's going to feel like a peak again, you know? Um, yeah. So it's just, like, one of those things. You're never going to know everything. You're never going to be listening to all the podcasts. You're never going to be watching all the TV shows. You're never going to watch all the movies. And you're never you're never going to watch all the YouTube videos. Yeah, and you're also you're never even going to, like, basic things. Like, there's a lot of people in the Marvel franchise who, like, miss a lot of the tv shows like maybe they just watch the movies and that's fine before we started this you'd never watched a lot of the shows right yeah there's just it's okay with not being the ultimate fan (laughs) yeah it's really really not and quite frankly we don't even consider ourselves like the ultimate like marvel fans because we don't read the comics yeah we don't read the comics like, we we really, really love and stand these movies and TV shows, but we don't read the comics. And you know what? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal either. We never claim to be a comics podcast. We claim to be a movies and TV, yeah. like, Marvel nerdy <laughs> co- podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that went wildly off the rails from SDCC, but... Yeah. Hey, I think it was still important to say. Um, it was, for sure. I, we could have an entire episode about burnout. Yeah, we could. Maybe honestly, once we get caught up, we should. Yeah, we like, have. How a, you feeling? We have a lot. We have a lot of ideas on what to do post. Like when we're caught up. Post. Um, what's the most recent thing? I guess it'll be agents. It'll be agents, but I think before agents will not be over before we get to far from home. Yeah. So I think. If anything, the current season would be at like mid-season finale. Yeah. So we, ha- we have a lot of ideas because we want to keep doing this podcast. But Marvel is not a weekly thing, so. 
Um, but anyway, those are our thoughts on STCC. Sorry it started out kind of slow, but I think we picked up in the middle mm-hmm. of there. It was mostly, like, it's just rundown. It is rundown. So much. We'll link to the article we're looking at for the full recap, but, like, that panel was nuts. Yeah. You know, as things are. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's it. Um, mm-hmm. We're pretty much done with our thoughts from San Diego Comic-Con. You can't really have a lot of thoughts on it because it was literally just announcement after announcement after announcement. No one really mm-hmm. said anything. Nope. It was a big press release. The only, like, crazy twist was that Jane is coming back. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. so happy. I think that was the only, mm-hmm. like, shocking thing that happened in the entire thing. Like, I feel like everything yeah, else, everyone kind of already knew. And then it was like, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, Natalie Portman's coming back. And everyone was like, what? Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. That was the biggest one. Yeah. Oh, wait, real quick before we leave. I was watching this thing, and the, it was like a, a recording from someone in the audience. And the second mm. when um, Anthony Mackie came on the stage, do you want to know what the person holding right. the camera screamed? No. War what? Machine. Oh, jeez. Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. And you know All what? Right. And with well, that... Oh, do you want to say something? No, I was like, we're going to leave that there. Yep. And, uh, yeah, with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. Y- Which suddenly got very, very far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? You can follow me on on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can check out the podcast at EM Fangirls. You can check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com. And you can email us at EMFangirls at gmail.com. You know what? I'm going to give you a prompt this week. Tell us your story with the MCU because, you know what? I want to know. I want to know. Let's Maybe we'll read some stuff in future episodes like that people email us. That'd if be fun. people email us, please email us. Emails, tweets, let us know. We'll read it. We'll read it on air, so to speak. Um, and mm. you can listen to us on iTunes, leave a review and rate us. You can listen to us on Spotify, follow us there, and Stitcher. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing internationally. In a couple months, we won't be able to say that anymore. Yeah, I know. It's going to be weird.